Hi, my name's Robert. As we look back at 2021, I present a dramatic reading of memorable sermon quotes from Pastor Jeff Baker. <clears throat> Sheep are stupid. That's when I heard the big rip. Right down my butt cheeks. My last name is Baker, so I should know something about baking. But I don't. I ate so much wedding cake that I didn't want to see wedding cake ever again. I think basically cheese with anything will change your life. This has been a dramatic reading of memorable sermon quotes from Pastor Jeff Baker. Now give it up for the originator of these quotes, your pastor, Jeff Baker. Oh, man. Seriously, don't applaud that. Don't applaud that. You're only going to encourage them, all right? You're only going to encourage. This is what happens when you leave for a few days, all right? You leave for a few days. Hey, don't worry. We got the sermon bumper covered, all right? Uh, if you're an employer, uh, Robert is actually looking for a new job. And um, so he's got a lot of skills, a lot of abilities. And I'll write him a great reference letter. Um, no, anyways, hey, thanks for being here today. Yes, I am, unfortunately, the originator of those quotes. However, if I was to make the video, I have a lot better stuff, man. I, there was some deep, spiritual, life-changing stuff that, you know, was woven in between those knucklehead statements. Um, but no, look, man, we're here on a great day. Happy New Year to you guys. Glad to have you here. Thanks for kicking off the year with us. Um, man, we're going to have an exciting year. There's some things that I know about in my heart that I feel like uh, the Lord has spoke to my heart, right, that are not really the kind of things that I want to just like broadcast out, but the, the kind of things that are in my heart that just make me go, I am super excited about next year. And as a leader and as the pastor of this church, I just feel like, man, we are poised to see God do some incredible things. But what we're going to do in this sermon, which is, by the way, probably one of my favorite, and it's becoming one of our church's favorite Sundays, is that we're going to look back in 2021 at what God's done, and then we're going to look forward to all of the sermon series of what, what we're going to do in 2022. Like, I'm actually going to tell you spiritually, what does the roadmap look like? What does the journey look like? Some of you guys, when you go on vacations, <clears throat> you like to be spontaneous on your vacations. Others of you, you like to know about the months ahead so that you can plan for them. And you put together like a little manual, like for the vacation of what you're going to do each day. Some of you are so crazy, you'll create a schedule of what you're going to do, right? I'm a spontaneous vacation taker, and my wife is a planner vacation taker, right? So we have to do both every year, which is pretty awesome. We'll take two vacations. <laughs> Not bad, right? But we, we, we find joy from each of those. Um, and so, man, we are a church that definitely plans as we look forward spiritually. We believe that the journey that we are on spiritually is so important, so important that we need to get before the throne of God, we need to seek his heart, and we need to come out of that moment with a plan that I can communicate to you every single year. 
right? You're going to hear more about that as we walk through this day. But what happens for you and me, if you're a human being, right, which is all of you, and your heart is still beating, which is all of you that are listening to me right now, then what we tend to do is we live in the urgent. We live in the here and now. Whatever is most important gets all of our time. Whatever we have to get done for this day is what takes up all of our energy, all of our thought process. We live in the urgent. And when we live in the urgent, we miss out on two very critical things. One is looking back, looking back in the past and learning about maybe mistakes that we've done in the past so we don't repeat those. Right? I mean, you've heard the statement before, right? If you don't, if you don't know uh, the past, then you're doomed to what? Repeat it. And so we don't know the past often. And so we're, we're, we're doomed to repeat bad mistakes in governments and in nations, right? And in organizations, in families, <coughs> because we don't look into the past. But when you don't look into the past spiritually, then you can't give God thanks for where he's brought you either. And we tend to be these people living in the urgent that we make it through a moment, we close the book on that, and we just keep, we keep moving forward, tackling each day at a time. And what we're going to do as a church is we're going to look back over 2021, and we're going to say, look at where God has led us spiritually, all right? And then, and then what we're going to do is we're going to look forward. Now, one of the reasons for this is what God spoke to Joshua in Joshua chapter 4 and to the Israelites. The Israelites have been in the desert for somewhere near 40 years. And then they were going to now move into the promised land that God had, you know, given to them. And as they're going into the promised land, here's what goes down. They cross over this Jordan River. God dries up the river miraculously. This million plus people go crossing over. And before God allows the water to flow again, he says to Joshua, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and grab 12 stones out of that riverbed. I want you to bring them up onto this new land I gave you. I want you to stack them up. You can read about this in Joshua chapter 4. In fact, by the way, if you're using our YouVersion app, I gave you all that scripture on there so that you can actually read the account of it, you know, now or later. But he had them stack up the 12 stones, and he said, here's what I want you to do. I want this monument of 12 stones. Very simple and crude, but I want it to be a reminder of my faithfulness to you. So that for generations to come, you might be able to bring your children back to this stack of 12 stones, and it would remind you of my faithfulness. God was instructing his people, look back and remember my faithfulness. And guys, that's what we're going to do right now. Because in all of your lives in 2021, you've got some spiritual stones. It might be a prayer that was answered. It could be that you got married. It might be that you surrendered your life to Jesus. Uh, your stone could be that you got baptized, right? You joined a life group. Um, I don't know what it is. It could be that you started tithing and honoring the Lord with your finances. And you're looking back and you're going, man, I don't know how God did it, but it's been a miraculous miracle. So in all of your lives, you've got some stones, some things that God has done that God wants us to be reminded of. And so the way we do it here at New Life is that I go back through our old teaching series. And as we walk through those, I've been praying for you this week that God would use those to remind you of things he spoke to your life, right? Of things that maybe he did in your heart. And he reminds you of those stones that are there that he deposited so that we could give him praise. Now, if you're here and you're new and you're like, I wasn't here, so am I, is this going to be like disconnecting? Should I get my coffee and get up and leave right now? No, don't do that because you're here for the best Sunday ever. What church have you ever been to 
that is going to tell you where we're going to go spiritually. What church have you ever been to that's going to do that? Not very many. I don't even know of another one that does what I'm getting ready to do for you right now. Um, and so you're here on the best Sunday you could be. So I'm going to have Pastor Nate come out here. He's going to help us do a little review of 2021. Would you guys welcome Pastor Nate? All right. Nate, we're going to bust through this. Let's all right? do it. It's, it's going to be the year in review. Right if we had a timer, we would give ourselves like, I don't know, 30 seconds or so per, or 45, maybe 60 seconds if we're doing really good and people are laughing. Okay. Right? And if they're not, we cut it off. Perfect. All right. I'll be listening. Okay. Listen for the laughter, right? Listen for the tears as well. Okay. okay. <laughs> so mandate. Mandate is where we kicked it off. I don't know about you, but I, at that point, had enough with mandates, right? I had heard about all these mandates. I've been told all these things. And out of my frustration, I wrote a sermon series that said, um, look, if this world's got mandates that I have to know about and adhere to, do I actually know what God's mandates are? It's mm, good. Right? So I'm, I'm going to adhere to all these other ones. Do I know what his mandates are? And we learned a lot about God's different mandates. And that was January, February. We actually went two months. We could have kept going, but there's a number of things that were in that series that God just said, look, because I am God, right, this is the way it's going to be. And you're, you follow this kind of like law. You follow this principle. You follow this thing. And if you follow that, it leads to life. Yeah. And that's kind of what we discovered. It wasn't a downer series. It was actually kind of like a, wow, that's the guardrails? I can run inside that lane. And it helped us. Then we jumped to another series that we entitled Little Though. Yeah. I like that series. Yeah. I actually got to preach a, a part of that series, and uh, I was out in Ogallala, so Pastor Wes invited me out, and it was a great Sunday. He's never invited me back, but that's okay, right. and so it was just a, it was a lot of fun, but <laughs> right. I, got to, I got to preach on David and Goliath. Oh, really? Yeah, the little stone part. Right. Yeah, I was up there winding it up. Yeah, maybe you that's why I never all. got asked right. back. You well, know, did you actually have a sling with you? I didn't. I okay. did not. No. I thought maybe if you I let a stone one. go, that's why he didn't let <laughs> you come back. Well, we did. We talked about that. We talked about things like, hey, one little rock killed a giant, right? One little spiritual act can make a big difference. A little bit of faith, Jesus said, can move a mountain. You know, we just talked about a little sacrifice can go a long way. A little obedience, a little kindness. And we just try to remind ourselves, look, don't overlook the little things, right? We all kind of like want to be known for something big that we do, but you never get to be known for something big that you do unless you're faithful with the little things. And so that series kind of really helped us. Yeah. Then we went to, and this is, by the way, in April now. Okay. <clears throat> we went to a series called Rescued. We kicked it off in Easter. We talked about what it looks like to be lost, um, that we're all lost. We're all in need of being rescued, rescued by grace. But then rescued for what? Rescued for a mission. Rescued to love, right? Rescued to, um, you know, be on purpose, and so there was all of this, like being rescued by uh, God because we're lost so that we can do something for him that is grander than what we could do on our own. But then, dude, uh, we ended up with the, we had our congregation vote. I don't know if you guys participated in it or not, um, but when you voted, the, the number two series of the entire year, okay, the number two, voted number two, rock bottom. Wow. That was a powerful series. And I, and I got to share a little bit. And uh, it was awesome. And so I, I got to talk about mental health. I know. Right? I know. That's actually one of the reasons why I think the series was so good. Oh, well, is that you. you came and you talked about this. And this is kind of where you've been living. So, you know, why do you think that that mental health message hit home in such a way that we're still hearing about that message? I'll hear about that message in the lobby 
I, I could hear about it this Sunday from somebody. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just think it's something in the church the church hasn't talked a lot about, doesn't know maybe where we're supposed to stand or how do we stand with people. I get it. The Bible talks about how we're supposed to, you know, laugh with those who laugh, but that's, that's the easy part, but mourning with those who are hurting, and, and that can be difficult. And, um, you know, in my little bit of my journey, this started four years ago. As I'm getting ready in May, I'll graduate with yeah. my master's in clinical mental health counseling. And so I just feel like the Lord just kind of prepared my heart for this, and then just kind of nobody knew COVID was coming. Yeah. And it's just something that is prevalent in in our families, in, in our neighborhoods, in our, with the employees that you're working with, people are struggling with their mental health and it just was able for a moment just the, the church to bring some light to something that doesn't get talked a lot about. Yeah, and the whole Rock Bottom series is kind of like, look, if you're not at Rock Bottom, you know somebody that is. And we're not, we weren't just talking about being spiritually bankrupt and hitting Rock Bottom. I've been there, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to preach this sermon series is because I know what it feels like to be at rock bottom. And I, I wanted people to know that God will meet you at your worst. All right? He doesn't abandon you at your worst. That God meets you there. And then he helps you climb out of that, that pit. All right, so that was voted number two. Okay. The next sermon series was voted number three. Okay. And right? I'm only going to give you the one, two, and three. So voted number three was the Bible doesn't say that. Okay, yes. Yeah. We all need to know that. Because what does the Bible really say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we, we kind of debunked these certain statements like God helps those who help themselves. Right? Not in there. Right. I so, wish, but no. <laughs> I don't wish that. No. Not at all. You don't wish that? No. Uh, God won't give you more than you can handle. <laughs> right. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. Right. I know. That's why I was in that series. <laughs> okay. The Bible doesn't say that. Um, suffering always comes from sin. Or do not judge others. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Big statements. Bible doesn't say. Um, then we went to a series called FAQ. And in FAQ, um, we kind of basically took the collective wisdom from our entire team. And we said to our staff, what are the questions that we tend to get asked the most throughout all the years of our ministry? Let's combine it all together. And, and we discovered that there were some unique similarities that we were asked, whether we were in our youth ministry days uh, we're in our senior ministry days, right? It didn't matter like where we were at. Uh, these kind of questions just kept getting asked over and over. Can I be free from sinning? Um, who is Jesus and why do you have to die? Right? Is this God's voice or is this my voice? And then the very last week, we let you decide what the topic was going to be. And uh, you thankfully you got that stuff to me early enough because you picked a very hard topic and you wanted to know what does the Bible say about abuse? And that's another one of those like ripple effect sermons where uh, we've heard people continue to talk about that. Like, man, how often do you pull back the veil on what does the Bible have to say about abuse and about the person who has been abused? And man, it was a life changing message for a number of people. And I would just encourage you, if you know somebody that is unfortunately in an abusive situation, uh, I'd go back to FAQ and I'd go to that last sermon online at mynewlivechurch.com and click on our sermon library. And I would send them that link and tell them, look, I think this is going to be really good for you. Yeah. But we went from that to our number one voted sermon series. Are you ready for this? No, I'm not. But hold on. <laughs> because hold on. Okay, because, what, what happened? But in, in July, we had something incredible happen at New Life. Oh. We were able to hire two new pastoral staff out at our North Platte campus. Oh, that's so cool. So Pastor yeah. Kara and Pastor Trevor. That's good, so man. So that's super exciting. Yeah. Nobody else is excited. But North Platte, I know you're excited. Pastor Dave, super excited. excited. North Platte so, is. You better yeah, believe great it. things are happening in New Life because we're better together. We're having to add staff. Church is growing. Ministry yeah. is expanding. Absolutely. Okay. Now I'm ready for the number one. Dude, dude. 
That was awesome. How long can you keep that up? <laughs> Not just messing around. Never number alone. one, number one, never alone. All right. Never alone. Why do you think that the number one series was never alone? Well, I think as a culture, we are the most connected social media-wise, right? We're very much connected, but we are relationally deprived. Mm. Like we don't have, like I can see all about you, but I, so it doesn't mean I have to ask anything about you. I can see what you're doing, what you're eating for lunch today. Nobody cares, but <laughs> right. you care. So it's good. You post it, right. but we, we know all these things about each other, but you know, it causes me to go, I already know all this stuff about them. I don't need to ask them. And so we're just spirit or relationally, we're just dry. Yeah. And so we often feel alone. And that's, I think what the, you know, what the enemy loves to do is make you feel like, man, you're the only one out there yeah. and you're on an Island and it's like, Oh, it's just me. I'm all by myself, but that's never it. Right. Right. We're, we're truly never alone. When your back is up against the wall, the things we talked about, you're never alone. Right? When you're in your suffering and your trials, you're never alone. When you were in your waiting um, or when you were on mission and you felt like you were the only one out there or when you were in the midst of the greatest temptation you've ever walked through, you're never alone. And what an encouraging you know, series. We went from that to what I would have voted number one, um, Hope is Here. Yeah, that was a Hope good one Hope is as Here well. in September. We hit that one. Um, and that series uh, had another one of those kind of like landmark sermons in it where it was like uh, hope is here even for the doubter I remember that that was the last Sunday the doubter hope God has hope and he's like pouring out his best for the doubter like you would think like if you're doubting God then God's going hey just walk your journey and uh, I hope you find truth somewhere right but God's not that way God's going man I'm right with you I'm, I'm trying to love you I'm, I'm right here trying to give you my very best even for the doubter not to mention the one we started with, which was the weary. And man, what a weary season people have been through. Uh, I think people are looking at 2022 right now, and we're, we're going, look, if I can make one thing happen in 2022, I'd want things to go back to normal. I'm hearing that statement a lot. And so for the weary, God has hope for the weary. We went from that to known. Here's a cool fact about known. Um, I ask all of our pastors every year, give me one sermon series for the next year that you feel like God is really saying to our church. Okay, it's not that I'm going to use all of those. The, the bigger assignment is that I want our pastors to feel the responsibility of listening for the voice of God for sermon series of what God's saying to our, our whole church. We only have four of us on the teaching team, but I have all of them look at this because I want them to walk through the spiritual assignment. And this next series, Known, you actually brought to me. Yeah, and it just was, it was a series that just came out of the overflow of my own devotional time. It was Psalm 139, and we just basically walked through the whole chapter. And uh, it had big words like omniscience, omnipresence, but God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's ever-present. He's an all-good God. Yep. And uh, I know that God wants to be known, and he already knows who we are because he yeah. created it. If you look at Psalm 139, you just see how he knit informed you together. And yep. so it was just an, out of an overflow of my own devotional time. I felt like God was speaking to the church going, hey, will you know him? And he already knows you. You, so just open it up and be vulnerable and be surrendered to the Lord. Yeah, that was a great series you gave us, man. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, then we jumped to Kingdom Builders. In yeah. Kingdom Builders, we had two guest missionaries. You guys remember those guys? Man, fantastic. I just talked to, to a gentleman a couple weeks ago, and he was like, man, I love this church, Pastor. And he's an older guy. I love this church, Pastor. Man, I, you, you do such a good job speaking. But I'll tell you what, those two missionary guys, now those guys, they really knew how to speak. Not that you... <laughs> 
you're good, Pastor, but those guys knocked the ball out of the park. And we had our missionary from Ecuador. We had a missionary from Cuba. And we had 68 people. Man, I wow. just randomly got up and said, who wants to go to Cuba with me? 68 of you signed up. So we've got 12 trips planned uh, to Cuba. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> We're going to only take one trip to Cuba, so not all of you are going to be able to go, but we do have other Kingdom Builder trips um, that you can be a part of. And you even led a trip for us this year. Like, we took one like, global outreach trip overseas, and, and you led it. And I wasn't even supposed to go. Somebody on the team got COVID, and they're like, Nate, you're the only one that's got a, you know, a passport that hasn't expired. Will you go? And I said, let's do it. So we, 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 as a church, we went to Honduras, and we planted a church in the jungle of Honduras. Come on. And so that's incredible. So thank you, I Yes, Kingdom it. Builders. Incredible. A 12-hour boat ride down the river. And it was crazy. This boat's like 50 foot long, and literally you and I can sit. That's all the wider it is. And it's loaded down, and you sit there for 12 hours, and you're just like, are we there yet? And you're like, no, we're not. And everything looks but the same. But did they have in-flight Wi-Fi? Not, not on the boat. On the plane I mean, they did. What? Like in-boat Wi-Fi? Uh, no. No, nothing works over there. Did you there. have a screen in front of you? No, and the no. And back in front of you? No, I had a, my oh. neighbor who was in front of me, and I just laid my head on his back and said, is that okay? And he's like, sure, that's fine. I mean, you just got to get as comfortable as you can, because it's hot, and it's Big raining. spiders. Oh, man, I killed a spider the size of my hand. Can I tell the story real quick? We, real don't quick. Have, okay. we don't have time, but sure. Okay, so here we go. So they're like, hey, we're going to stay at a hotel. You said, we're going to stay at a hotel. This hotel was like, your it was like your shed. It has a door, but the windows are wide open. You literally bring a tent with you because you might get malaria and bit by mosquitoes and all these poisonous animals or uh, insects, sorry. And so we get in there, and so we crawl into our little, you know, into our tents, and we're laying there. That's great. We stayed in a nicer hotel that I thought was really nice. It yeah. actually had doors and windows that closed. It was great. As as I'm sitting there, because it was a huge rainstorm, and we got out of there and we're in there. And I look to the guys that are in there because we have our headlamps up. There's no electricity. And I go, man, this is pretty nice. As I look over, there's a spider, a tarantula the size of my hand next to my face right there. I go to grab my boot. Anything and everything in the jungle is really fast and has really big glowing eyes. As, as I'm grabbing my boot to come at it, it jumps three times across the wall and I just take a swing at it and praise the Lord, I got it. <laughs> but guess what happened? Here's what happened. In the middle of the night, I'm literally got a hood up and everything, and I got my boots on, and I'm sleeping. I feel something crawling on me. Really, there was nothing, but I flew across the bed, kicked my neighbor, and landed on the same floor. Know. It was awesome. you got to go on a trip with us, man. They're awesome. They are fun. Kingdom Builders is great. And we planted a church, and uh, we saw 75 kids come to hear the gospel, and, man, it was awesome. So there you go. Who wants to sign up? Woo! <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> Kingdom Builders is great. It's awesome. It's so it's fun. It's awesome. We kill spiders and save souls. It's amazing. It's awesome. Well, hey, look, uh, thanks for the story. Yeah. Appreciate it. We ended the year with Christmas Isn't Canceled, and I love that series. And I don't think I need to go on about it because most of you were there. But the, the, the big punchline was, look, if Jesus came the first time, he's coming the second time. Amen. And what are you doing on the in-between? Yep. So, Good. dude, right thanks. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Appreciate the story. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. See ya. <laughs> um, because of that story, uh, the little disclaimer, you guys might want to notify your restaurant that you're going to be late for your lunch <laughs> reservation. <clears throat> okay, just messing around, actually. Um, let's go through this next year really quick, okay? Where are we going to go? We're going to start next week with a series called Say Yes. Everyone say yes. Okay, yeah, you're going to learn how to say yes a lot for those next few weeks. We like to say no, 
All right, but God likes us to say yes. And I'm going to go through some things that I know God's asking all of us to say yes to. It's going to be a catalyst for your entire year. Uh, the first Sunday in February, then we're going to kick off um, the Kingdom Builder Vision Sunday. Um, and that's the Sunday where I tell you where, what we're going to give to uh, through Kingdom Builders. And what's so cool about that is that when you make your um, Kingdom Builder commitment, you just know that if you give those dollars through Kingdom Builders, I'm already telling you where they're going to go. And I'm just going to tell you this. You're not going to find other churches that do these kind of ideas I'm talking about. A lot of times, it's like they tell you things like, you know, just give, and when you give, whatever, whatever you give, then we'll figure it out along the way. And there are other churches that I partner with, right, that I team up with, that do things that are similar to what I do here, which are, you know, we tell you what we're going to give to, so that when you give, you got the confidence of knowing where it's going to go. Uh, after that, one day, then we're going to jump into a series called Overflow. And you get the idea of it, right? It's like the overflow. And God has some things in our, in, um, about his spirit living in us that he wants to overflow. Like if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, there should be a natural overflow of what? Empathy, compassion, love, servanthood. God's blessing in your life should be overflowing and should be blessing others. And that's the way God wants your life to be. That's the way he wants our church to be. We overflow through kingdom builders as well. So after that, we're going to go through the book of James. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun, right? You're going to want to definitely, you know, make sure that you bring your Bible, whether it's on your phone or it's the analog written version. Like you're going to want to bring a Bible of some capacity because James, the book of James, is basically a manual for a New Testament li uh, living. Um, it, it really, it goes through so many different topics, dealing with trials and tests and perseverance and temptation and uh, favoritism and love and influence and, you know, pride, humility, lust, even how to pray and what does confession look like. So he just breaks it all down and we're going to go through for, uh, for a number of weeks the book of James and just kind of break it down and how does this manual really apply to our lives. It's going to be like building the foundational blocks of your spiritual journey. After that, a series based off of a book by an author um, that we're, we're familiar with here at New Life, Mark Batterson. The book is called Win the Day. And we're going to take that book and break it into a sermon series. And so during that sermon series, I'll be, I'll be challenging you, read the book with us, right? Read a chapter um, every week or more and then come back. Because in that book, it talks about the seven daily habits to have a, a life that has less stress and a life that accomplishes more. I don't know about you, but I would love to have that life, right? Less stress and accomplish more. I want to know what those seven habits are, and I want to apply those seven habits to my life. Uh, by the way, Easter, we're going to kick Easter off with week one of Win the Day. And what's so cool about that is that when you invite your friends to come, they're not just coming for a one-off sermon. They're coming at the beginning of a series that actually has a book that they can go home and they can buy, and then they can journey with us through that series. I'm trying to make it super easy for you to invite your friends to come to New Life and then for them to go, I want to stay at this church. So let's work together on that, okay? When the day kicks off Easter, start thinking about your friends that you want to invite. After that series, though, which goes like, like what is it, seven weeks, then we're walking into Unwavering. Unwavering. Here's the reason why I really want to tackle unwavering, because when I look at Christianity today, I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the shallowness that many of us have in our lives. I'm concerned about um, our culture 
and the, um, and the ever-changing philosophies of our culture and how they are permeating faith and they are warping what true Christianity and what true faith is. I'm concerned that the very church that I'm trying to build is being eroded by the philosophies of our culture and the, and the philosophies of our time, and that's because we're not anchored in our faith. And so I want you to have an unwavering faith. And to do that, we're going to look back at a man who is the father, really, of our faith, Abraham, and we're going to look at his life for a couple of weeks, and we're going to look at this unwavering faith that he had as he journeyed with God into the unknown, as he sacrificed big things, right? As he gave up a lot. He wasn't a perfect man, but he had this unwavering faith, and I believe it's really going to be inspirational to you. After that, we're going to go to um, a series that I entitled Follow Me. Now, you may have heard the statement, follow me. Jesus said this when he would say to his disciples, hey, come, follow me. But I want to look at that because today we are his disciples, in the year 2022, we are now the disciples of Christ. And here's the big questions I want to look at, right? How do we follow Jesus in a world that doesn't? That's the world we live in. How do we follow him in a world that doesn't? How do we follow Jesus in a world that's growing more hostile to Christianity by the month? Right? How do we follow Jesus even when there's a price to be paid for our faith? How do we do that? Right? And then lastly, how do we follow Jesus and love a world that hates the ways of Jesus? How do we live in this world and love it, love the people of this world, even though they hate the ways of Jesus? How do we follow him with those kind of practical questions that we're going to be looking at? So um, I got some other fun things that are planned for that series. You're definitely going to be a, a part of it. Then we're going, to, we're going to come back out of that for two weeks of a series. It's the shortest series of the year. It's called Secret Agent secret agent, right? It might come from my childhood, you know, dreams of being a secret agent. I don't know. But there is a secret agent, a secret agent living in you that God put in you that he wants to use to transform this world, and it's called his spirit. And that secret agent, the Holy Spirit, how, how do we get more of the Holy Spirit in our lives? And then how do we let the Holy Spirit out of our lives in a greater capacity without being spooky and weird. Like, how do we do that? How do we live in this world where we get more of the Holy Spirit in us and more of the Holy Spirit out of us? Let the secret agent, you know, come alive. After that, a series that I'm, I'm, I'm excited about all these, but um, I'm really excited about this one. I entitled it Seven, okay? Seven. We're going to go to the book of Revelation. People love it when the pastor goes to the book of Revelation. They're like, whoa, man, this is going to be really cool. We're going to look at, like, what does that dragon and what is this? And we're not going to talk about any of that stuff. Um, we're going to actually focus on the seven churches that are in the first few chapters of the book of Revelation. Here, here's the reason why. I was studying those this past year, and I came to understand something that I'd never seen before in my entire life. I don't know why, okay? But the book of Revelation, it says this about the book. It's a revelation of Jesus, did you realize that, that the whole book is, a, is supposed to be a revelation of Jesus? So then when you look at the seven churches, here's something that you find in every one of the churches. When, he, when the Spirit of the Lord writes to one of the churches, okay, one thing happens. First off, there is a revelation of who Jesus is. And, and in all of these seven different letters, there's seven different revelations of who Jesus is. And you take those seven revelations and you put them all together, you discover something about our Lord and our Savior that maybe you've never known before. 
You see him in a way that you've never seen him before. When, they, when the Spirit of the Lord writes to all the seven churches, there's also a challenge that's bringing correction to them. And all of us need a challenge that brings correction to our lives. We want to avoid the pitfalls that the enemy would want to throw into our path here at New Life. We're going to find those as we look at, this, at these churches, and we're going to say, look, how do we structure and how do we avoid these pitfalls? But then there's also, written to all these seven churches, a reward. A reward of the Lord if we choose to obey him. So look at that. Every single week, we're going we're gonna to hear about a reward that God would, would give us if we obey his challenge and we're going to get a revelation of who our Savior is every single week. It's going to be, it's going to be mind-blowing. It's going to be amazing for our church. Then we're going to go to a series called Unoffendable. I don't know about you, but wouldn't it be awesome if you could live a life that was unoffendable? What if that could actually happen? Just think about the relationships you would have. Think about how much stress would be down if you could live unoffendable. Instead of being offended, you were unoffendable. Let's think what that would look like. And it's possible. So we're going to look at God's word and we're going to like dig in and we're just going to like figure out what does it look like to live a life that is unoffendable. Because I don't know about you, but this world we live in today is like people get offended at a drop of anything. I'm offended. You said something on social media. Can't believe you said it that way. You know, and everything's taken out of context. Everybody's looking for an offense. It's almost like if I have an offense, I have power. And I just want you to know that if you have an offense, you don't have power. You just got dead weight you're carrying around. So let's learn how to lighten the load. So I think that series is going to be like gold to us, unoffendable. After that, Kingdom Builders bringing in some missionaries that know how to communicate. Um, and then after that, we're at Christmas. Can you believe that? Like that's going to be our spiritual journey. Some of you might be sitting out there, though, thinking to yourself, like, well, how do you plan the whole year ahead? I thought pastors were supposed to be in their office panicking every week, praying to God, what am I going to say? Right? We do that sometimes. But I don't like that week. And when I look at God, I see God as a planner. I don't know how you see God. But when I go back to the beginning of the whole introduction of who is God, it's like God going, let me show you my plan. I'm going to make creation in six days. And I'm going to rest on the seventh. That sounds like a plan. And all through scripture, you see a plan. Like I'm going to send Jesus. And here's the reason why. It's a plan. And when God makes a plan, one of the things we can be assured of is that if he made the plan, it's going to happen. When man makes a plan, we know that man's still in that plan. Therefore, some things might have to change. But I believe that God's a planner. I believe God wants us to be a planner. I believe God wants us to create a spiritual journey plan. That's why I give this to you ahead of time. Okay, now I'm just going to be transparent with you. In 2021, we, we did the same thing. And then somewhere in the middle of the year, a couple of things changed. And probably something will change somewhere in 2022 as well. And that's okay because Proverbs 16.9 says this, that we, man, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And at New Life, that's what we believe. So we're coming to God with this plan. We're going, God, here's the 2022 plan. Okay, but Lord, we're laying it at your feet. And if you want to change something, then change it. We're going to be sensitive to you. As I get ready to introduce the next series, I'm just going to be praying, God, is this still the plan? Is this still what you're saying to us? And if we change it, we change it, right? 
but that's how we're going to come before the Lord. And if it's good enough for me to lead this entire church, one church, multiple campuses, then that same plan's good for your life. Do you have a spiritual plan for this year? Have you thought about it? Have you even thought about where do you want to be at the end of 2022 spiritually? What, what, do you want to, what sin do you want to break its habit in your life? Where is it that you want to grow more in the knowledge of God? What do you want your prayer life to look like? How do you want your empathy and compassion to grow? How would you like to become more generous with the blessings that God has given you? Have you even thought about the spiritual plan of where you want to be? You see what I'm saying? Like, look at parents, look at your children. Where do I want them to be at the end of the year? So, look, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Make a plan like I made a plan for all of you. Sought the Lord. I got away for a few days. Because this is a big assignment. I got away for a few days. I prayed. I wrote. I prayed. I wrote. I rolled it up, threw it in the trash, deleted the file, kept the best, got rid of the, you know, kept the meat, got rid of the bones. And here's the plan. And if it's good enough for me to introduce that plan to you and delete it and to say before the Lord, like, hey, God, like, do whatever you want with this plan, but it's yours because you direct our steps, then it's good enough for you. I want to encourage you to take those kind of steps. And let's walk out 2022, okay, and let's, let's become the greatest version that God created us to be. Let's become that version. Let's say, God, what is the picture you want my life to look like? And let's strive after that. Amen? Amen. All right. You guys good? You guys good with that? You guys ready for that? Okay. The answer would be yes, because that's what's going to start next week. So are, are, are you guys good with that? Yes. All right. That's what I wanted to hear. Stand with me. Let's pray. Come on. Let me pray for you. Lord, as we walk into this new year, we recognize first and foremost, you gave it to us. We're standing here in 2022. Crazy to think. But Lord, you're, you're the one that created this day. You're the one that's got our steps ordered. You know where you're taking us. Lord, we just want to be on the same path that you designed for our life. So Lord, as we walk out this plan in 2022, we lay it at your feet and we say, Lord, if something needs to change along the way, you speak it to us and we'll, we'll alter the plan. We'll move it. But otherwise, God, we sense that this is where you want us to go. So with confidence, we're going to blaze the trail forward gleaning all that we can out of your word for our individual lives. So Lord, would you lead this church? Would your spirit come, permeate our hearts, uh, do something miraculous in us and, and something miraculous through us. And let this year be a landmark year in our faith for you. May our faith grow deeper and deeper and stronger and stronger. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.